Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Who's with the Acadiana chapter of Safari Club International is also going to join us. But we start off with John Hanks. John is the present large carnivore program manager for the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. He is one with charged with the responsibility of taking public comments on this season. And if you'd like to read it in its entirety, I would suggest you go to the Wildlife and Fisheries website and you can find it there, a notice of intent to establish a bear hunting season uh, limited, very limited, uh, during this upcoming 2024 hunting season in December. You can read through all the specifics of it, the regulations, how it would be implemented, and then form your opinion. And also listen to John tell us about the history and nature of the Louisiana black bear. John, thank you for, for coming on this morning. We appreciate it. Thank you. John, if you want, let's go back a little bit and, and, and get the, the, the history, the long and recent history of the Louisiana black bear. And I think a lot of people are surprised to hear that our Louisiana black bear was officially declared as a subspecies, a, a one particular subspecies of the black bear population in North America. That's correct. Uh, in the 1950s, there was about 80 to 120 bears, and they were mostly in the Tensaw River Basin and the lower Atchafalaya River Basin. In the 19, middle 1960, 64 through 67, 161 bears were released in the Tensaw River Basin and the upper Atchafalaya River Basin, right there around Point Capee, uh, you know, to, to help with genetics and to, to probably help, you know, populations. I wasn't born until 75, so I had no part in that. In 1992, the Louisiana black bear was listed as threatened under the Endangered Species Act, and there were fewer than 400 bears thought to exist in the state at that point. Since then, the bears have, have you know, been recovered off the list. So uh, in 2016, the bear was delisted, and our 2023 estimate of bears and our four subpopulations, our four major subpopulations, and that's the Tensaw River Basin, what we call the repatriated area, which is around Yancey WMA, the upper Chafalaya, which is the Point Capee area, and the lower Chafalaya, which is that St. Mary, New Iberia area, is uh, 1,212 bears. Now, that's not 1,212 bears in the whole state. That's 1,212 bears in those subpopulations where we've been doing population work. There are certainly more bears than that and other bears, but those are our biggest uh, areas with bears and our best bear habitat and the place where you're most likely to encounter bears. So how are bears counted? How, how do you get these population estimates? 
So it's it's a capture mark recapture study, and what the way it is is it's it's we call it a bare hair snare, but it's essentially a two strand barbed wire fence about the square footage of a full size pickup truck with a scent lure and a donut placed in the middle of it, suspended on a string, and the bear goes through the barbed wire. They leave a hair sample, which we collect weekly and uh, burn off any excess. So the next week when we come back, we know we have fresh hair, and then we can have a DNA analysis run on that. And is that a new bear? Is that a bear we captured last week? So has it been captured and marked and recaptured, or is this a new bear that we've just captured? Then it is uh, sent to to have the DNA analysis done, and then that is plugged into a computer model, uh, several different computer models to to figure out, you know, what are the the you know the, the likelihood of this this bear being captured in another, or you know, how many times has it been recaptured, and it gives us a population estimate. So the more we do this, the better it gets. So if we do this in 2005 and then we come back and do it again in 2010, well, the 2010 estimate's better than 2005 and so on and so forth. And we've been doing this for a number of years. And you're going to talk to Maria a little later. She you know, has done this many, many times before she retired. We've added a new subpopulation in the Union and Morehouse area that we just hair snared for the very first time this year. But it's about an 18-month to 24-month turnaround from the time you start this monitoring process till you get your results back. How has radio telemetry, uh, collaring bears, how has that, that helped since that technology has come around, and how much of that is being employed? So we, we have bears collar throughout those populations, and that allows us to go and visit those. It's female bears is what we have collared uh, here. And that allows us to go visit those bears in the den. Were they reproductively successful, and how successful? Did they have cubs? How many? How were how many were males? How many were females? How much did they weigh? We we go in the den and uh, we catch those cubs and change the female's collar if need be, and we can you know mark them with a microchip in case we encounter them ever again in their life. We know where they came from. Then we would go back to those same bears in the uh, late spring, early summer when they've emerged from the, zen, the den. And, you know, when we saw her in the den, she had three bear, three cubs. How many does she have now? Did they all make it? You know, that, that gives us some uh, reproduction and recruitment data and survivability data and home range data. Yeah, due to their nature, bears require a, a lot of range and our, uh, our river you know, estuary systems provide some of that, particularly that, that Delta area. But are the black bear populations expanding to other areas in Louisiana? You know, in St. Tammany here, I had, I don't know how many people sent me pictures from their trail cams that had black bears in places around Lacombe, uh, Hickory, uh, Abita Springs that had never seen bears before, at least hadn't seen them in, in over 50 years. Well, certainly, uh, and it also depends on the time of year because in the, in the summer when they're breeding, a male bear may travel 20 miles in a day. But the upper end of a male's home range is about 125 square miles, roughly 80,000 acres. Uh, I think the city of Lafayette is 88 uh, square miles. So if that, that gives you an idea of how much room they can cover or that they, they need to live in. So there's a lot of overlap of bears moving back and forth. But all four of our historic subpopulations – are stable and or growing but we have in any any of the 64 parishes in the state could have a bear at any day or time mm-hmm. 
Uh, Bears have enjoyed a lot of protection, uh, obviously because of the, the management program to bring them back from that threatened uh, status. Uh, if I'm correct, isn't it a $10,000 fine for someone that kills a black yeah, bear? Yeah, that's the, that, that is the restitution. That's to just the replace payback. the bear. That is not the criminal fine. That's just to replace the, the bear. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there's been some instances where people have shot bears, and some of them mistake them for, for black hogs. Uh, mm-hmm. Other people... For whatever reason, they just kill a bear out of season with no season and, and risk being caught. And uh, I've, I've followed some of the cases, and unfortunately, some of them didn't realize that there were chips and collars in these bears and put the hides in their freezers and led agents right to their, their place to, to, to arrest them. But uh, what, what now has changed so that there's a consideration for a bear season? Well, our bear, you know, has been uh, was delisted in 2016, and all the monitoring that the that people did before me, and all the work that private citizens and landowners and and non government agencies and and Maria, who you're going to talk to later, all that work they did, we're continuing on. We're still monitoring bears, you know, for for recruitment and reproduction. We're still doing hair snare work, and what we're finding in these bears are, you know, expanding. Uh, those core areas that they usually were, were in, if they're they're moving out, we have some excess animals in certain areas. And while the bear is recovered, we don't necessarily want the bear to be recovered to what it was 300 years ago. We have a lot more people population now. And, you know, there's there's carrying capacity to land, and then there's cultural carrying capacity. If you, know, if you live in and amongst these bears, and bears are big and strong and can be destructive, and uh, we don't want to promote a bear population in and around New Orleans or in and around Shreveport. Now, that doesn't mean a bear will never show up there, but, but where our biggest bear population is up in the northeast part of the state there in that Tinsall-Madison area, that's some of our, our uh, most least populated areas, and it's big farm ground and a lot of really good bear habitat. We don't want that same density of bears around cities. Got it. Uh, John, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. When we come back, I want you to describe what's in that notice of intent as far as the proposed game hunting season, uh, where the areas would be, the season dates, how someone get involved, and what rules and restrictions and bag limits they would have to abide by. We're talking with John Hanks. He is the Large Carnivore Program Manager with Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. If you're just joining us, there is a proposal to institute the first in a very long time hunting season for black bear this coming December. And they're taking public comment on whether or not that should happen. And if you need to be informed, uh, if you go and pull that notice of intent down, you can read the entire thing. And, in fact, we'll talk about it with John a little bit more right after this timeout. I'm Don Dubuque filling in for Newell Norman, who is actually out hunting this week. And we'll be back right after this. All right, keep that number handy because I'd like you to text uh, a thumbs up or thumbs down to a proposed bear hunting season in Louisiana. But before you do it, please listen to our guests who are explaining how the season would be conducted and also a justification for hunting bears in Louisiana. John Hanks uh, is with us, large carnivore program manager. And, John, this is a, a very lengthy proposal, an NOI, for to establish a bear hunting season in Louisiana. If you would, tell us the when, where, who, and why and hows of it. So uh, we have bear areas across the state just like we have deer areas. Now, they're not the same. So when somebody talks about deer area one, that is not in the same geographic area as bear area one. So there's there's a map on our website. You may be able to may have it in front of you. Uh, this bear proposed bear hunting season will be in bear area four, which is the northeast part of the state. It's Tinsall, Madison, 
East Carroll, West Carroll parishes, and portions of Franklin, Richland, and Catahoula. Uh, that is our, our densest and probably our oldest uh, bear population. Uh, the bear season will be from the first Saturday in December to the Sunday following the third Saturday in December. So the middle of December, 16 days, three weekends. The limit is one bear per person. There will be uh, 10 lottery opportunities. So there will only be 10 tags available. You have to be a resident to apply. Uh, there will be three different types of tags. One would be for WMA. One would be just for a general hunter that maybe didn't own property but maybe has a lease or, or knows somebody in that bear area. And then the others would be for landowners in that area. And a landowner is defined as anyone that owns 40-plus contiguous acres in that bear area. So, so we're talking about 10 total bears because there's 10 tags, and that's one per person per, for the whole season. That's correct. That's correct. So, it, you know, it doesn't matter if we have 1,000 applicants or 100 applicants. Only 10 will be successful. Mm -hmm. Those 10 will be required to uh, go through a training course before they get their tag. Uh, you know, while we're steeped in hunting culture, you know, many of us did not grow up hunting bears. We may have grew up around bears, but bear hunting is, is not deer hunting, and, and uh, they're, they're harder to tell apart, you know, than they don't have antlers. They don't have green heads like mallards, so it's not easy to pick <laughs> out males from females. Right. It's, it's going to be illegal to kill a female with cubs or a cub, and a cub is defined as any bear that is 75 pounds or less. So there's some there's some really constrictive rules here. You know, you're going to have to go to the to the the training and and learn about these things. Uh, also, we have some different restrictions on firearms. It's uh, for modern firearm, it's 25 caliber or bigger, which is slightly different than our deer. Uh, I, you know, I urge people to read the whole. You know, I'm just kind of hitting the high points here. And, you know, if if they harvest a bear, it has to be immediately tagged before you move it from the site and then you have to contact your designated department biologist and report your kill and we're going to collect biological data off every bear so we'll put our hands on every bear harvested what would you uh just estimate out of the 10 tags how many of those would be successful not everybody that gets the tags is going to bag a bear well it's it's it just depends you know uh depends on who gets the who gets the tag and how uh are they going to try to? They're going to just go one or two times. They're going to hunt mm -hmm. the entire sixteen days. Uh, it could be very successful. I wouldn't be surprised at all if, if all ten were harvested, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's only six or eight. Right. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see. This is all new to us. This is something we haven't done in years. Uh, I believe the last bear season was in nineteen eighty-seven, and it was it was uh, very limited uh, in, in size and uh, area. And numbers of, uh, I don't know what the limit was, but it was a very short season. You know, John, one of the things I really like about this uh, notice of intent is, is putting in that requirement about removing the edible portions of meat from the bear. I think that's a, a wonderful line to put in there. Yeah, this is, you know, I get a lot of people, you're just doing this for trophy. We, no, this is an opportunity for people who's going to use this animal. And uh, a 330-pound bear can provide 200 plates of protein for a family. You know, about a half a pound of, of protein per per meal. So that's 200 meals. And I don't know if you've ever had the uh, the fortune to eat bear, but it's it's delicious. It's it's very good meat. Uh, it's a lot like pork in that it needs to be cooked done. You don't want to eat it. You don't want to eat it rare. Uh, it can carry trichinosis just like uh, pork does. But 
if you cook it well, there's no issue with that. Yeah, it kind of had a sweet taste, you know, when I when I had it. I've only had it once, but it was uh, it was enjoyable. It, it's a little fatty, but uh, it was a, a sweet meat. Uh, John, I got a question that came in, and this is interesting. Someone wants to know if they can guide that tag. In other words, if I get a tag, can I charge someone to come with me and use my tag to kill that bear? Is it strictly for the person the tag is issued to? Well, the, there is in the landowner uh, tags – they can be transferred one time. Now, so like let's say you were the landowner and you got the tag and you decided you wanted to transfer it to your brother-in-law. Well, you could transfer it to him and then it would be his tag. Now, what you did to transfer it, that's between you and him. Mm-hmm. But but also uh, uh, the general tag, if you if you draw that and you don't own land or have a place to hunt in that area and you want to provide a place to for somebody to hunt and they want to lease your land or – Hey, you know where the bears are. That's that's between you and, and the, the tag holder. John, there's a public comment period that uh, ends on February 5th. They're invited to submit a written comment to you, and we'll give out your information, give them a little time to get something to jot it down or turn their recorder on. Uh, where does it go from there? If it passes uh, the commission, uh, whether it's in this form or a little amended form, and it certainly could happen, what next steps will it have to go to pass before the season's implemented? It could go through uh, legislator, legislative oversight and or even to the governor. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it, it went that far. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Generally, how are the comments coming in? Uh, mostly by email, and that's really the best because I have, you know, usually the name and an address and then exactly what they said. Uh, you know, we'll we'll take phone calls, but it, an email's best because you've written what exactly you want us to hear, and I read every single email and reply to them, and, and mostly it's, you know, I'm going to tell you that I got your email and appreciate your interest and that we're, your comments will be shared with our commission. And I guess some old school, they can actually handwrite a letter to you or typewrite it and get it to you. Well, how are the comments coming in as far as pros and cons generally? Uh, we're, we're getting, a, you know, some of both, and then we're, we're getting some that are maybe uh, in between but are just have heard some in, misinformation. I heard one person ask me that, you know, 10 bears per license was too many. Well, it's 10 bears total, not 10 bears per license. And uh, they just a misunderstanding of right. how uh, the rules are. They likely have not read the notice in 10 or, or have heard from somebody who heard from somebody. And, and gotten it wrong but you know we're also available to answer questions if somebody wants to contact us well john let's give out your email and if someone is driving and can't write it down they can certainly contact me through our text and i'll pass it along to them but, but give it out if they want to send you an email with a pro or a con comment on the season okay my email is j hanks j h a n k s at w l f dot l a dot g o v and address if they want to uh, send you a typewritten or handwritten comment. Uh, let's see what the best address I have for that is. Um, I would send that to uh, Wildlife Division, P.O. Box 98000, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70898. And just attention to John Hanks. All righty. Thank you so much, John. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll get back with you and find out how this progresses uh, to whether it actually uh, comes to fruition or if if it's turned down. And we'll discuss it some more. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk with us.
You have a great weekend. Thank you. We'll do it. Thank you. All right. Well, we'll come back from this break. Uh, we're going to be talking to Richard Kennedy and Maria Davidson, affectionately known as the Bear Lady. Uh, she was with the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries for a long time and very instrumental in the success of the Black Bear Restoration Program. Richard Kennedy is going to be the spokesperson for the Acadiana Safari Club and uh, explain why they think that this bear season is warranted and why they would participate in it and Give you some more information. If you got a question, uh, text it to us on our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. It's 504-260-1870. If you've got a formed opinion, yes or no, to a bear season for Louisiana. I'm Tom Dubuque for Newell Norman, and we'll return right after these messages on the outdoors. I'm sorry. This is not the outdoor show. Jumping ahead to tomorrow. This is the Newell Norman Show on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.